Welcome to the Small Business Sessions from Enterprise Nation, sponsored by Starling Bank. We're a podcast packed with inspiration from entrepreneurs who've been there and done it, and advice from experts on the topics you need to know to start and grow a brilliant business. Head to enterprisenation.com forward slash podcast for more information. And don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Welcome back to the Small Business Sessions from Enterprise Nation, sponsored by Starling Bank. I'm Dan Martin, a small business journalist, and big thanks for joining us. We're talking about the future of banking. Joining us later is open banking expert David Beardmore. But first, I'm joined by Simi Swill, head of SME banking at Starling Bank. Hello, Simi. Hi, Dan. Lovely to be here. Yeah, big big thanks to, for joining us. So obviously, um, Starling Bank is a, is you know a very modern, very digital, no branches on the high street kind of bank. Uh, so it's at the heart of the the modern banking revolution. So you do, do you want to tell us a bit about how, how Starling was set up, how it all, all, it all happened, and uh, the bank's vision for supporting modern businesses? Absolutely. So Anne Bowden founded Starling in 2014. She had a long history of leadership roles in traditional banks, and she realised that banking was broken. There had to be a fairer, easier, more human way to allow individuals and businesses to manage their finances. So Starling was born. We launched personal current accounts in May 2017, and uh, in March 2018, we launched business current accounts. We've now got over 2 million customers and 350,000 business current accounts. I think the best way to explain our vision for business banking is that we want to make things easier and fairer for small business and make sure that entrepreneurs can spend more time managing their business, growing their business, and not worrying about admin. Um, I think more interestingly, we really focused around what is the future for small business. And, you know, if we think about what it meant to have a small business 15 years ago, 10 years ago, or even five years ago, it's drastically different from what we're seeing now. So, you know, entrepreneurs now expect the same experience that they get in their personal lives from their small business banking. So uh, easy use, instant access to information, real-time notifications, able to integrate information, and really use that to make better decisions and manage their business better. Mm. Brilliant. Um, so, I mean, Starling is is constantly innovating, you know, with new services, like you say, to sort of support modern businesses. And I think it's really interesting what you said about, you know, businesses expect the same level of services they get on their consumer consumer sort of digital products. So, you've launched services like the Business Toolkit. Um, do you want to tell us a bit more about a bit more about that? Absolutely. Our toolkit's a great example of listening to our customers and building something that responds to what they were telling us they needed. So our customers were saying that they were tired of admin, they wanted to have tax made easier for them. And so for £7 a month, we built a bookkeeping and invoicing tool that's integrated into your banking app. Uh, So within that, we have invoicing where does what it says. It helps you create invoices. It matches the payments into your account with those invoices. It makes it clear which invoices are still outstanding. So it makes it you can more easily chase funds and manage your cash flow. We have a bookkeeping element. So we auto categorize your transactions. Uh, you can attach receipts. So it's easier to manage records and reduce the amount of time you spend at the end of the year trying to chase everything up. And uh, we can, and you also can have a little to-do list. So it makes it easier for you to manage your admin uh, for We also make it easy for you to manage your VAT. So all transactions have an estimation uh, of VAT automatically embedded and you can connect to HMRC directly to submit your VAT return. Uh, One of my favorite features actually is that you can create little spaces in your account and keep funds aside from each transaction uh, so that when you need to pay your VAT, it's all set aside easily for you. 
And we also have a tax estimation tool for sole traders so that you can calculate as you go um, your tax estimation for the end of the year. Mm. Um, I think what we recognize is that the toolkit's not for everyone. So we also have a marketplace that integrates with a number of accounting uh, packages. So you've got real-time free integrations. So for us, it's about making it easy for all of our small businesses to manage their accounting um, and stay on top of their finances. Brilliant. Um, obviously, you know, you're a bank, you're a bank without bank branches. So you're not def- a bank in the traditional sense. Do you think we'll, we'll ever see a point where there'll be no, no physical bank branches and all of this, all of this stuff, everybody will be digital? Well, Dan, as you've said, we're obviously a little bit biased. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think what we see every day is that customers are constantly amazed by what they can do without having a branch and how much they enjoy having everything at their fingertips and not needing to spend time in lines or making an appointment. Um, They adapt really quickly to being able to self-serve and they actually prefer that. And our 24-7 customer service means that if you do have a question, you do need to speak to someone, it's actually very easy. Uh, What that means in terms of branches... You know, I think we have to recognize there are people that will always need some in-person support, um, but what that looks like in future could be very different. We've already seen a lot of the traditional banks close a number of branches, so it may mean they have to end up consolidating or the branches are very much just for the more complex requirements. Another service you've got is the kite card for children to help sort of manage their, manage their money, which is, which, is quite, which is nice. Do you think that Modern digital banks like like Starling, you know, have a really important role to play in sort of helping the next generation understand money and potentially like the ne- you know the next generation of entrepreneurs. So Dan, our mission is to make banking easier and fairer, and a large part of that is reducing the friction and barriers to people understanding what it takes to run business successfully and understand what it takes to manage their finances. So we actually take that very seriously. We aim to build simpler products um, in that's both in the design of the product, but also in how we explain that product to people. We really try not to use jargon um, and we try to think about how do we position things that are focused on what is the customer trying to get out of at the banking app rather than just, well, what is a p- traditional product? Um, we also have a number of business guides and blog content so that people can understand what it takes to start a small business and run a small business and get inspiration from other entrepreneurs. And uh, obviously, we do stuff like this with you. So um, we can make it easier for small businesses to get up and running and succeed and you know, demystify what banking is and what they need to be doing in order to be successful. So what are some of the future advances in banking services and products that small businesses can look forward to? I'm really excited about what open banking means for small business. I think there is a huge opportunity to put more information at the hands of uh, small business owners. I think where we previously would have had to have very large systems that were only available for large businesses in order for them to forecast and understand what was going on in their business, those very uh, same powerful tools are now at the hands of uh, entrepreneurs and they're able to connect up uh, all those different applications in a way that makes sense for them. So, At Starling, we have a marketplace. We have 26 different applications for small business where you can add in your HR, accounting, uh, payments, insurance, all in one place. Um, And so you can have a really holistic picture of what's going on in your business. Brilliant. Um, Well, Simi, thank you so much for sharing your insights into the future of business banking. And thank you for joining us on the Small Business Sessions. Thank you for having me, Dan. The Small Business Sessions are sponsored by Starling Bank. Wouldn't it be nice if business banking was just easy? If it told you exactly what payments were coming up, 
automatically categorized all those fiddly business expenses and connected with your accounting software to share your transactions in real time. Now imagine all that, but with no monthly fees, no branch visits, no card readers, and 24-7 in-app support whenever you need it. Starling Bank's 100% digital accounts are reimagining business banking for how the world works now. Download the app and apply for an account today from your phone. It only takes a few minutes. Our second guest on this week's episode of the Small Business Sessions is David Beardmore, who is the Ecosystem Development Director at Open Banking Implementation Entity. Hello, David. Welcome to the show. Hello, Dan, and uh, sorry about the uh, the mouthful of uh, of names. We uh, we don't make it easy for you, do we? Uh, it's, yeah, there's a lot of long names for a podcast host to get out, but uh, but <laughs> but I did it. So welcome, thank you so much for joining us. So okay. so yeah, this week's episode is all about the the future of um, of banking. So first of all, just to set the scene, what what is open banking? Yeah, no, great question. Let's let's jump right into the heart of it. Um, so open banking uh, is the term. Uh, that we use to describe all the the regulations and the policies and the new tools and so on that enable uh, an individual. And by an individual, our our mandate covers uh, individual citizens and SME businesses. So it enables these these entities, these people or these SMEs, to choose to link the the information from their current account to a third party, to an organization that is not their bank. So typically, that's me as a citizen choosing to give access to my current account data to a third party, a fintech or a TPP, third party provider, um, so that they can then provide some information back to me or to my to, to the SME that helps us manage our money better, do make, make better, smarter decisions with it. Brilliant. So specifically then, what what role can open banking play in, in benefiting small businesses? Yeah, so really what uh, the, the best way to think about it, I think, is that if you're an SME and you have one or sometimes several current accounts, um, if you could give access to those to a trusted third party, a regulated trusted third party, um, who was effectively looking out for you, looking out for your business, uh, and anticipating what's going to come in and out of your account, what bills you need to pay, what receipts you're going to receive from from uh, from clients, from customers, uh, and helping you in those situations, then those, those are the kinds of benefits that uh, that SMEs are seeing. So I've I've, I've grouped them here into uh, three or four. Uh, the, the, the the biggest one are the cloud accounting platforms, and there are several of these that are very well-known, many of them advertising on, on TV. But they, the beauty there is that they link up the SMEs in one or more current accounts uh, and allow the SME to see all of them together, which is often quite tra- uh, tricky in, in the first place, but sees them all, all together. But then they use then their insights there. Sometimes they, they'll describe it as AI-powered or whatever. But the, the, uh, the insights that they're able to bring to help the SME, as I say, to figure out um, what's going on in the business. Now, an extension of that is the second area, which we probably call cash flow forecasting. And there are a number of apps and services where they will not only see from the linked accounts what's happening, so what's coming in, what's going out, but then we'll take a bit more of a forward-looking view and say, you know, well, I can see that in five days' time, this big bill is going out. Perhaps it's that your payroll run and you've got four or five employees. Payroll is going out, so your, your account account is going to dip by a certain amount. But uh, you're not due to be paid by your primary customer for eight days. 
So there's potential here for three days of of negative cash flow, of, of, of dipping into the red. Um, and so then they can step in to help the SME to do something about it. So it doesn't necessarily mean going to the, uh, the bank account provider for short-term loans. There are plenty of other places who might provide uh, short-term working capital uh, for three, four days just to cover that gap and can uh, and can manage that on their behalf. And then the final area is all around payments. Uh, and one of the things that I, I predict will take off this year is, is our, our open banking payments. Um, and this is about, again, through this connection of linking your current account directly through a third party, but then providing access from the account to make a payment directly from your account. And we've seen many, many businesses benefit already uh, that I think it will pick up now because HMRC has enabled open banking payments on many of its platforms, so for paying uh, ma- many of the taxes that we need to pay to them. They've done that. And then the final area are international payments, which traditionally have always been very expensive, unnecessarily expensive. And now there are a number of open banking providers. In fact, one of them was on um, uh, was on the Gadget Show on Channel 5 this last weekend, just before we recorded this, uh, mm. talking about how open banking had, uh, has been used to dramatically bring down the cost of making international payments. So there's, there's a, a number uh, of benefits that would apply directly to SMEs straight away. And we have, uh, and this is a plug, but it's not a financial plug, uh, <laughs> on, our, on our website, which is openbanking.org.uk, uh, on the homepage, you'll see a link to an app store. It's not an app store. You can't buy anything on there, but it's an app store that lists out all of the apps and services um, that are using open banking, and they're split into uh, consumer and into um, uh, SME businesses and also technical services. Uh, there are 106 apps or services, products that are listed there, and 55 of them are specific to small businesses. So I strongly encourage your listeners to uh, uh, to go and have a look at openbanking.org.uk uh, and look on there and just see uh, some of the financial management apps, cash flows, 20 cash flow tools, there's some e-commerce payment apps, 27 financial management apps, all for SMEs. So a really good source of uh, of information and help, I hope. Well, we're allowed that because it's really useful. Uh, but you're right. But that does show the innovation that, you know, open banking has generated. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned, you touched on it a bit there with payments, but obviously one of the big issues, uh, sort of a negative issue that small businesses face is late payment and yeah. and getting invoices in. Is there any way that open banking can sort of help or maybe manage manage late payments? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're right, Dan. This is this. I mean, it has been for a long time, and still is probably. I, I would guess the number one issue for for most SMEs. Um, I think I'd be stretching a bit if I claimed that open banking could fix um, late payments. So, um, I, I just a, a, a signal that I, I don't think we can do that. But I think, as I've mentioned already, the the speed, uh, uh, the settlement speed, particularly of open banking payments is already beginning to make a difference, both for SMEs and for consumers. So whilst I might not be able to speed up the big uh, supermarket or hotel chain or whatever your major client is and you're waiting for that money, if those payments are made by open banking, then they will come into your account and they will be settled much quicker than going through the traditional uh, 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 rails that you've been used to. So uh, I think we can make some impact on this. I I wish there was more that we could do um, but certainly where we can settle the account quickly, uh, then uh, that's got to be a benefit to the SME. Mm, exactly. Yeah. Um, obviously, we, we've got to talk about COVID and the pandemic yeah. on, on all these podcasts we're doing for this series. So what impact has it had on on open banking? Oh, huge, I, I, I think. Uh, and 
I mean, it's been a, a horrible time for, for all of us, for citizens and for SMEs. Uh, and, you know, if there is anything good that can come out of it, then it, it's useful to highlight it. I think what, what has come out of it for open banking is, is actually nothing new. What, but what the COVID pandemic has done has brought to the fore, has brought to the front the benefits that we, people like me, have been talking about for a number of years now. And probably the two uh, biggest ones are speed and accuracy. And so the example that I often give, if you're an SME and you're looking for financial assistance from government, whether it's C-bills or what, any, any kind of a loan or, or, or financial assistance, there's the, the, the prerequisite is that as an SME, you have to be able to say, this is what my income was and this is what it is now. In other words, this is the impact on me. Um, and you need to be able to prove eligibility. And that is really, really hard at the moment because many banks uh, are closed. Many of the contact centers uh, have reduced uh, operating hours, uh, people working from home. So they're processing far fewer applications uh, than, than, than was the case. So there are, um, there's probably three ways that you could, you could, qualify, uh, that you could demonstrate your, your income. Number one is you present some sort of historic uh, official document like a tax return, but we all know that these are out of date, sometimes nearly two years, often 18 months out of date. So how can they can really be used to say what's going on in your business now uh, particularly if you are a new business that is growing. So that really doesn't work. The second one is you fill out a whole load of forms and uh, then you can do your best to try and find the answers or maybe pay your accountant to help you find the answers because you can't remember you know, what, the, what you need to put into the, the form. And then you fire that form off and you hope that somebody at the other end has got the time and the, uh, the availability to assess your claim and make a decision at some point in the near future. Or... You link it via open banking and you say to the uh, to the provider, the, the, the app, the service, the open banking provider or to government now, here's a direct link to my current account, or account if an SME. Um, you can now look at that, power it through your AI-powered model, and you can see right now what's happening in my account, right up to a few hours ago, what my, my income has been, what my expenditure has been, what I've paid out on salaries, what I've paid out on rent, what my suppliers are, uh, are charging, what my clients are giving me. And now you can take an immediate and accurate view of what's going on in my business right now, not what was going on 9, 12, 15 months ago, and make an accurate decision on there. So we think it's, um, it's not, there, these are not new benefits, but the application of them has really come to the fore. And we've seen, again, many, many instances. Uh, I was on a podcast with a, an SME business where he's, uh, he made the very bold claim that said that open banking had saved his business. Um, mm -hmm. That's, uh, you know, that's some testimony. Uh, and we were absolutely delighted, obviously, that we, we've been able to help. Yeah, that, that is really interesting. That's really powerful. Like, all sorts of interesting things have happened, haven't they, because of this pandemic, you know. Indeed, yeah. Positive things, actually, as you know, in, for business. Um, and just yeah. finally, you you commissioned um, the Small Business Financial Landscape Study uh, last year, which had some interesting insights. I just wonder if you could share a few of those for the audience. Yeah, no, that's correct. Yeah, we um, we carried the study out with um, Ipsos Mori. Uh, it was about five months ago now. We published it in uh, in December, just before Christmas. Um, and there we went out to the decision makers in several hundred. Um, SME businesses. And we particularly wanted to look at the impact of, um, of the pandemic uh, on those businesses and just to see what the learnings were, what, what we could pull out from that. And I guess there were three, three major high, uh, findings that, uh, that came out of that. Uh, the first one was around increased adoption of, uh, of open banking um, products. Uh, so that was something that we were encouraged about. So 
we saw that of those small businesses that surve uh, surveyed in the, in the survey, um, more than 50% are now using open banking providers. Uh, and many of them, I think something like three in five of them, had started to use open banking products and services within the last six or nine months. Uh, so during the, uh, during the pandemic, in fact, 90% of them said that they started doing it specifically as a result of, of, um, of the pandemic. And the, 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 the things that they started using were the, were the tools and the services that I've already mentioned. So about a quarter of them had started, uh, begun using cloud accounting platforms to be able to pull all their invoices, all their accounts and everything onto that single place. Um, just slightly under that, about 21% had started using cash flow forecasting tools. Now, obviously, the pandemic was the, the time to be absolutely certain that you could be on top of your cash flow so that you could understand the known risks, let alone then the unknown risks of the, of the, of the pandemic. Um, so many had started uh, using that. The, another thing that we saw was really interesting was the ones, those businesses that had begun using open banking products and services generally were more optimistic about the future. Uh, than those that weren't. So that was the first one, was the increased adoption. The second thing we saw was uh, an acceleration of uh, current account switching. Now, open banking came about, I should have said in the introduction, came about because of the Competition and Markets Authority, the CMA, um, investigating uh, current accounts way back in 2016. And they looked at a number of measures. One of them was the amount of current account switching that was going on. And at that time, back in 2016, it was less than 4% of SMEs had previously, had ever previously switched their current account. Um, post the pandemic, and in these last six months or so, um, that had risen uh, to more than 17% um, have now uh, switched their accounts as a result. Uh, and that was linked to them picking up more open banking products and services. And then the final point, which I just hinted at in a previous answer, was uh, what I'd probably call in, know, improved resilience. But of those that had switched their accounts, that had taken on open banking products and services to unite their accounts, to improve their cash flow, to help with payments and so on, tended to be more positive, more optimistic about the future. Um, so actually, just over a th uh, just over thirty percent of those that we surveyed um, expect still expected some growth over the next twelve over this twelve months during calendar twenty one. Um, and 35% believe that it would at least remain stable. So that's a much more positive outlook on the future than those who were, uh, who were, who were not using open banking um, products uh, hadn't switched their current accounts. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a, 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 we thought, quite an encouraging uh, survey um, that backed up the claims that we'd made around open banking, around speed and accuracy, uh, and uh, we were pleased to see those results borne out by some, uh, some independent research. Fabulous. It's always great to finish finish on a positive there. Absolutely. That's fantastic. Well, brilliant. That's so many great insights there on open banking. David Beardmore, thanks for joining us on the Small Business Sessions. Dan, it's been my pleasure. Thank you. You've been listening to the Small Business Sessions from Enterprise Nation, sponsored by Starling Bank. Head to enterprisenation.com forward slash podcast for more information. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. And we'll see you next time.